Fierce Athlete Podcast. We are female athletes being raw and real about the joys and struggles of life, both on and off the field. We share how faith can both heal our wounds and reveal true beauty. Play fierce. Pray fierce. Live fierce. Welcome everyone back to the Fierce Athlete Podcast. This is Sam Kelly and I am just super excited to be back with you on our topic-based series that we have been doing through season two. And this week we're going to talk about confidence. Um, I think it's something that all of us as athletes deal with, struggle with, wish that we were better at. And so um, just in talking to the dear friend that I have joining us today about, you know, what do athletes need? What do they need to hear more of? Um, We both just realized that confidence was just super important. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce our our guest for today. Our guest um, is Brittany Bach. Now, uh, Brittany played soccer, so girl after my own heart, played soccer at the University of Notre Dame. Actually, we played against each other, which is super fun. Um, It's just really fun in life to see when, you know, you cross somebody's path years before, didn't know who each other were, um, and then years later you connect and just think about, wow, you know, I saw you, I interacted with you. Except at that point in my career, I think I was still injured and she was like stud of the Notre Dame soccer team. But I remember my, my coach scouting her, talking about her. Uh, I remember just the, the force that she was on the field and how fun it was to watch her play. Um, but yeah, so, so Britt played soccer at the University of Notre Dame, which was a top program at the time. They were our biggest rival. Um, I think they beat us more than we beat them. But they went on to um, two national finals and I think one uh, semifinal within Brittany's career. Um, Thereafter, she actually went on to play pro soccer uh, within the U.S. for seven years, which is just incredible. Um, Won a championship with her pro team. Uh, and now is working in Denver, Colorado, and uh, just a, a fun, fun individual. Um, we It's super funny. I'd, I'd heard about her for years, and then through mutual friends, we got to connect um, a couple of years ago, but then really recently, um, just through the work with Fierce, um, I've just learned a lot from Britt and her experience. So Britt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's so funny going back through those college years and just like how much we interacted but didn't interact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably didn't know who I was. Um, If we were on the field at the same time, I was like the awkwardly tall soccer player, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just fun. You know, it's fun to see and fun to, you know, work through like, you know, mutual friends and, and teammates and things like that. And, um, yeah, just to see through God's providence, you know, years later, uh, where he's brought us. So it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, well, Britt, you know, we have, it's really interesting. I said this kind of in the intro, but you know, it was after we've been connecting, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. And we really both stepped away and, and thought about what was, what was one of those pertinent things that we both thought that athletes needed, you know, what, um, do they struggle with? What do they need to hear more on? And um, this theme of confidence arose. So what I'd love to do to start, um, maybe before we even get to, you know, what confidence is and how we can live it out and some best practices that, that you and I have learned, I'd love to just hear more about your story. Obviously, I gave you, you know, the overall bio, uh, the written bio of success, but you are you are so much more than than that and what you've done on the field. And I would just love to hear your journey, but maybe through the lens of confidence, um, how that has, has played into your career, obviously, as, as one of the, the best soccer players in the country, um, and how that helped you get there, but also how it's, it's helped you just become the woman that you, the woman that you are, um, the, the Catholic woman that you are. Um, if you're just speaking to that, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, soccer is such a huge part of my life and it's been such a gift and when I was I think it was five years old I started playing little co-ed and and played a lot of other sports and loved to just compete like I am a competitor at heart I just want to go play (laughs) anything that I can and be the best that I can 
And so I got on a team when I was eight years old and it was just a really good community of just the joy that was in for the love of the game. My coach was from Brazil and Joga Bonito and like the beautiful mm -hmm. game for the love of the game. And so that really is where this love for soccer started in the environment. And I just went out and I trained and I played and I had a soccer ball at my feet all the time. I wore soccer shorts and I just, I dressed the part. I, I dreamed about it. I uh, would wake up, I'd go play in the backyard. And so all of these things, you know, when you're younger and it's the only thing, you know, I just went out and worked and I didn't have to have anyone telling me to go do it. I just did it because I loved it. And so that built in, you know, into my career, uh, playing in, in high school, um, through club soccer. And I got, I started playing for the youth national teams at 14 years old. And so there was this belief and this confidence in myself, but ultimately I was always, you know, I, I can do better. I, I want to do better and I want to be better. And so I would go out and do the work and I'd have a good attitude. And I mean, a good attitude in the sense of like, oh, if I fail, like I'm going to get back out there and do that. And mm -hmm. so all of these things that I don't even realize when I'm younger that I'm building upon and just doing the things I need to do, you know, what people, what coaches, what people had told me and enjoying the game. And so would go on and, you know, like playing in college and and playing uh seven years pro and I even played my, my rookie season of the pros I was with the with the women's national team for an entire year and so you look at that and you look back it's something about going back and remembering it's like man what how did I what did I do to get there and so the thing that that drove me was the love of the game mm -hmm. and wanting to be the best and and to be the best version of myself and I love to compete um and somewhere along the way uh, I had gotten a lot of injuries. And so I played hard. Like you kind of said, like I was just, I was a fierce athlete. Like I was just intense. They call me the Tasmanian devil, the, the, <laughs> uh, the enforcer. Like I just went out and played and along the way, like my strength was always my strength. And so along the way I had battled through some injuries and some surgeries and my confidence and it's crazy to look back at this but like where my confidence started to fall and what I started to place my identity in but I mean getting to the level that I did playing with the national team like training with them for an entire year like wow when you look back I'm like wow like that was a lot and so where I'm at now you know it it's, it's such a gift to be able to, we, you know, we met through my roommates, like, you've got to meet this girl, like you guys, I just think would hit it off. And it's so cool how it comes full circle and what, what sport can do and what the community of like, just being an athlete, this athletic woman, how much of us in the U S in the world have this bond through athletics. And so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to see where I succeeded in being confident and growing in that and then where I started to fall and then going back to what I know when I need to build that confidence back up. Yeah, my gosh. Well, I'd love to, I wanted, I have so many follow-up questions about your story and how you built it back up and things like that. But, but to start, um, how would, Britt, how would you describe confidence, right? It's this, I think it can kind of be a little bit of an ambiguous term. We all have our definition, but um, I know you and I have kind of talked through our own definitions and, and what that word means, but how would you define confidence? I, you know, you always think confidence, you, you believe in yourself, right? That's what people, you know, I think you believe in yourself and that you can do it, you know? And I, for me, like if you have confidence in a person, you have confidence in someone else. It's like, I looked up that definition before and it's that trust that, firm trust and belief. And so to me, it's so interesting to look back and see where if I do place my confidence in myself, sometimes and where I fall and where I fail, if we attach it to that, sometimes where it can fall, but actually 
when you think about confidence, it's, it's a firm trust and belief. And so you go back to the root, you go back to the truth. And to me, the more that I've like really thought on this word and like pondered on this, it's like I have confidence in self can bring me so far, but having that deeper confidence, that confidence in Christ, confidence in truth and where that can ultimately lead me and guide me. Mm, amen. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. And we, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. So many people in our world today are, are looking for confidence, right? I mean, how many self-help books are there out there? Um, mm-hmm. You know, self-realization books, um, and I, you know, I think it speaks to a real problem that exists um, in our own hearts and in our society of, yeah, just a lack of confidence, of a negativity, of um, a shame, of, you know, insecurities we have as, as individuals, and especially as women. You know, it's, it's something that we all struggle with. Um, and there is a, a real hunger and desire within our hearts to be more confident, to hold our heads higher, to be able to accomplish things almost, um, yeah, just to be able to, to succeed. But, you know, it, it, it just points what you said, like, it only brings us so far, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, there is, there is, instead of just relying on ourselves and we are broken and we are fallen. And then that's part of that realization too, realizing that, but we actually can rely on truth itself. We can rely on, on somebody who will never fail us on somebody who always believes in us on somebody who um, loves us just for who we are, not for whether we are, um, you know, the best soccer player, you know, that's ever existed or, you know, and I don't want to say just, but, you know, somebody mm-hmm. who um, is just getting up every day and, and working hard. You know, we all have different gifts and talents, but um, maybe you can speak into that. And, you know, as you know, you said a little bit earlier, you said, you know, you went through this phase and I get it. I mean, I've had seven injuries, seven surgeries myself, and mm-hmm. I think you've, you've beaten me at 11, but uh, 13 you know, now. 13. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, but, you know, you said, you know, when you started to get injured, you know, um, your, your confidence started to, to be shaken a little bit. And if you could just speak into, was it through that that you kind of came to this realization of, you know, I have to have confidence in, in Christ versus, you know, through that almost comes the confidence in self or, um, did that help get you through? Like, what, what did that look like in your life? And, and yeah, and then from that, you know, what advice would you offer people in similar situations out there, whether they're injured, whether their season due to our current circumstances has been canceled um, or changed, whether they're not getting the playing time they thought or whether they are on the top of the world right now. Um, how does that fit into to who they are and to how they can really achieve this confidence? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so much to, yeah, that was a long winded question, (laughs) but I mean, there's so much to unpack with this topic. It's sometimes I'm like, man, where do I even start? And Mm -hmm. so again, we just in the world, in society, there are, there's messages, there's things telling us how we should look, how we should be all of this. And you've got your athlete idols, you know, your whatever idol or person that you look up to and you start to see what are they doing? And in doing that, instead of always just like keeping your, you know, you're driven, you're staying in your lane, you're going out and working, you start to compare you start to compare yourself to your teammates. What are they doing better than me? Like, where am I not as good as them? Where do I look compared to them? How do I look? And so comparison is one where when you start to focus on all the things that you're not, all the things that they're doing, quote unquote, if you say better than you, 
um, that can really start to speak lies into your head. Mm-hmm. And so comparison is the thief of joy. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard that. And I, you know, I hear that, I say that, but there are so many times when I'd be playing and I was so confident because, and this is where my confidence, where I was, where I was building it. And there's so much also truth to this. When you are performing well, you're confident because you're, you've put in the practice, you've put in the work, you've put in you know, how, how you've come out of certain situations and, and how you've come through that. And so you build upon the past and it's good to look back, but it's not good to dwell on that mm-hmm. because when you do and all you start to look all that you're without versus like all that you have. Mm-hmm. And so for one comparison, either to your past self, oh, I used to be this way. And this is where I actually fell into after I stopped playing soccer. I started to compare myself, my body, my abilities. I mean, I went through 13 surgeries, several broken ribs, concussions, and the trauma that came from that in the sport. Like, I am not the same athlete that I was when I was in my prime. And so if I compare myself to that past self, well, then I look at everything where I'm, where I'm not doing, I'm failing. And as athletes, having that high expectation <laughs> for ourselves, then it's like, I need to be better. Or then you, you look at someone else. And so oftentimes when I look at like the idea of confidence, um, and if I fall into the trap of those negative thoughts of the comparison, um, it, can, it can be very detrimental. And so for me, when I was playing, it just, especially when I was younger, it kind of just happened because I, I loved the game. I was confident in my abilities. And when I say confident in my abilities is I played to my strengths. So one of the things that I love to talk to athletes, soccer players, really anyone is when you're, when you're building upon something. When I was eight years old, I learned this was you know, we all know, like work on your left foot, on your weaknesses, on work on some of that stuff and make it better. And there's, that's how you build confidence and in, in being better at your left foot. But my coach Hudson, when I was younger, you know, be great, be good, be great at a lot of things, but be the best at one thing. Mm. And so for me, that was heading. That was, <laughs> I was so strong in the tackle. It's just this instinct. Like I, I'm five, seven. I'm not that tall. People thought I was taller probably, but I was so good in the air. And I say this in confidence, not in cockiness, but I was one of the best in the world at heading, winning balls in the air. And so to me, that was my strength and I could build confidence in that because I could control. And so ultimately, and I know I'm like jumping into a lot, but when you look at this idea of confidence is when really it boils down to this. What are the things you can control? And what are the things you cannot? So oftentimes when I like, speak to athletes or teams, you know, what are the things you can control? Well, my work ethic, my attitude, how I respond to other people. What can I not control? <laughs> what other people say, what other people think, how other people are training. So I can take ownership of what I can control and put in the work but I can't control these other things. Injury, your season getting canceled because of Corona, like you can't control those things. So for me, looking at this idea of confidence, which I have had a battle with, like we go up and down and it's, it's when I realize, like if I put everything on myself, like I said, we have to take ownership. We have to do the things that we know that got us to performing to you know whatever it is but you go out and practice you can't expect to be good at a sport or at soccer and not go out and put in the work every single day (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that goes to the same for but and you know um man but but ultimately there's i mean i'll let you kind of speak on some of that because but i have so much more i want to unpack um Mm. just about knowing like 
your true true identity, not as an athlete, um, but as who you are and whose you are. Mm. Because that, to me, is where I basically had to restart. I went from being like the top of the top to feeling very, I, I, I lost a lot of confidence. And confidence is a choice. So confidence is something that you can build up. But like when I put my mind and I didn't do the things that I knew got me to that is where I started to fall. And so, but we can build that back up when we can go back and put in the work and trust that (laughs) ultimately it's, it's not this, it's not ourselves that's going to, you know, our confidence. We put in the work, but it's ultimately Christ, our creator, and knowing who we are and whose we are and, and who we were created to be. And we can find confidence in that. No, absolutely. And I, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it changes everything. It ultimately does, you know, because, you know, you spoke into this, this idea of comparison, for example, you know, comparing to your past self, comparing to others, and and at the end of the day, that's a lack of acceptance of who God has created you to be and where he has you right now. Um, now there's wiggle room there. If you've not been, like you said, putting in the preparation and uh, if you've just been like sitting on your butt and you expect to go out and play well, like that's not going to happen, right? But we're almost like we cooperate with his grace and cooperate with the gifts that he's given us um, you know, so if, and I struggled with this too. I mean, I went through what they said was a career ending injury. I mean, I'm stubborn. And so, um, I had three surgeries on my knee and battled back, but it took a fourth surgery almost three years later to finally feel like I could play soccer again. Um, but you know, it only just struck me when you were talking, which is funny. Um, we're constantly learning more about ourselves and the layers of our own stories and God's hand in it. But you know, like I, I'm six feet tall, so I was also incredible in the air. But what I relied on was just my my athleticism. Like I was fast, and I was tall, and I was a force. And after I hurt my knee, I wasn't as fast. And I, you know, so relying on my athleticism, like I had to almost relearn the game. And you know, my coach changed my position from center back to center forward, relearn um, a position, relearn my strengths. And that led to a lot of frustration. And I think, like you just said, like I, I always compared myself to, well, I didn't used to be like this. I could move quicker. I could do these things. But it was when I came to, okay, this is my role. These are my gifts. You know, like I'm now I'm a target forward. I'm six feet tall. I can receive the ball. I can hold the ball. I have great vision. I can distribute the ball and then I can get in for a header, you know, soccer jargon, those, you know, those terms, but it's spoken to my strengths and yeah, I could look around and say, wow, that person has really good foot skills or, and, and I did struggle with that comparison. But the reason I'm saying this is, is like you said, playing to your strengths, it speaks into this theme of. When we truly realize our, our identity is as daughters of God, right? Um, people can look at that and I could say, okay, God would have loved me the same whether I came back from my injury and quit the game, decided it wasn't what I wanted to do anymore, or whether I went and continued to play, right? And, and that's something I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, okay, if you've been injured, you know, you shouldn't step away. Um, that's a personal discernment and, you know, obviously like whatever's best for your body, for your long-term health. But for me, you know, there's this once it's like people, I think they can sometimes use this, this concept of being a daughter of God almost as like a crutch. And, and I, that sounds terrible, but let me explain it. If it's like, I'm a daughter of God, it doesn't matter what I do. He loves me the same. That's almost the wrong take on it. And I think Brit, like you have a really good understanding of this and I'd love you to speak into it. But if I realize like what I've been given and, and ultimately that means like I'm a daughter of God, I have been given the gift of my life, the incredible athletic talents that I have, um, all these other talents, like I'm so much more than just my athletic talents. I've been given so much, all this opportunity 
And ultimately, I've been given the gift of salvation, like by accepting this faith and its promise of eternity. Shouldn't I then turn around and honor God to the greatest ability because of the gift I've been given? It's like if, if we're given a gift, it's, it's not like we want to just like, oh, thanks to this gift, like let's put it aside. It's like I want to use that to show that I'm, I'm grateful. And so whatever manner of life we're in, like you said, playing to your strengths, if you grew up as the best, one of the best players in the air in the world, then you better go out and dominate the air and play into that, right? But that speaks into all areas of our lives, like realizing the gifts we've been given, I think speaks into this confidence because it's a confidence of like who God's blessed us to be and not using those things in a, a way that's prideful and flaunting, but a way that that almost like points towards him and in a way that accepts I'm me and I am a target forward. And, you know, Gabby is a incredible, you know, she's got incredible foot skills and we're both needed on this team. And that speaks into the greater theme of like, it's a greater analogy for just the body of Christ and the world. Mm -hmm. Like now I, you know, have been given these gifts to run this nonprofit and God wants me to do that. And if I went and said, oh, I wish that I was better at, like, I'm not very organized. If I was better at organization, then maybe I'd be a better leader for fear. So it's like, well, no, God chose you. And maybe you need to bring somebody alongside you to like help you in that area. So I know I'm rambling a little bit, but I think to sum up, like our confidence has to come from, yes, we are a daughter of God, but we've been given the gifts we've been given to use in order to glorify him um, and Mm -hmm. combat that comparison. When I had, I was out playing, this is after my career, after I stopped playing, ultimately having to step away because of injury. And it was really hard for me because it basically was just like my body, I can't do what I want it to do. Mm -hmm. And my strength was my strength. I mean, we're very similar in a lot of ways and, and like going through injuries and going through like where I could control my strength. Right. And I could, I could do the gifts that I was given. I went out and worked and, and made them to be the best that I could be from what I was given. And so, but it's crazy to me because this was after the fact, after I stopped playing and I was just kicking around, shooting, doing some training, helping this guy who he was training to play overseas. And so afterwards, and I was getting frustrated. I mean, I hadn't touched a ball in like a year or two. And so I get back out and I'm kicking around. And after the, the session, he's like, Britt, like, what? what's going on? He goes, you, he goes, I, I've seen you play. I've seen the way you carry yourself. I've seen the way he's like, you're a beast. Like you, like you in playing is incredible he goes it amazes me though like for where you are and like how much your faith is a part of your life which that whole story and how I grew into where I am now um I mean if we had more time I you know I'd go through it but he's just like you should be the most confident and to me, I'm like, if I'm comparing in myself and my confidence and my abilities, he goes, you should be the most confident because you, you believe in Christ. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's where you find your confidence. Yeah. And that like kind of struck me because I'm mm. like, man, who am I playing for? Like if I am playing for myself and I'm worried about what other people are you know, doing or I'm comparing myself to my past self, if I am focusing on that which we can get pulled into um these lies then then i am going to be operating in my strength and so this is something that i've really gone through and i actually just posted about it the other day um about great about second corinthians but he said to me for my my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness St. Paul says, I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that has hit me. And that's talking about, you know, just like who we are in Christ. And there's so many times when, when the lies of the world, the lies that we create in our head, maybe someone said something um, in our career, maybe I, like I hit in the, in the youth world cup 
I was the fifth shooter. I had it won. I had I scored, we would have gone to the championship, um, to the World Cup final, and I hit the post. Mm. And so that just like shattered me for a bit, where I was just like, this was all on me, and like I let my teammates down, I let everyone down. I mean, any athlete will have that kind of moment where they feel like they let someone down. They, they didn't make the tackle. Someone, to, you know, they, they didn't block the last shot. They didn't, whatever it may be. And if we, if we go into this, this mindset and we focus so much on our failure, which I know has been a big topic, especially in fierce, um, you can really go down a bad path mm-hmm. and, and, and bring you down. And so for me, you know, having to really put the work in, in the sense, but ultimately like giving this up to God. And that like in my weakness is where I find strength because it's, 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 and I call it a surrendered strength. So Mm -hmm. you find a new strength. And so with that, it's the battle of the mind. Mm. It's, it's not just like, oh, I'm not, you know, good enough. And, and my confidence is low. Well, we're worrying about the things that, again, that we can't control and that we shouldn't be controlling, but the battle of the mind. And so taking captive the thoughts that are coming in, having a growth mindset, having all these things are like, okay, yeah, I failed. And we know this failure is such a thing. We, we hear it. We still can get down on it because we sure. fail, you know, maybe that cuts to our ego or our pride. And maybe that's where we don't like failing <laughs> so much because it's like, Oh, you know, if I give my best and it's not enough, but well, then I'm a failure. And then, and then we become less confident because that's where we place it. But if we place our confidence in Christ and knowing like his grace is sufficient for us. And are there times that I completely um, don't take captive or I don't put on that armor of God and I don't, really like dive into the word. I mean, and this is such a big thing that I, where I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What am I not doing? If I'm not feeling confident, where am I going? I'm letting my mind take me to places and lies that are not true. And I'm also not putting in the work in the sense that I know that I can control certain things. For example, in a sport, like I said, you go out and practice, you put in the work and you can control that. But ultimately, like you can't control if the coach is going to play you, if you're going to get injured, if you're going to do all this stuff. So in the mind, in the heart, in the soul is how do you armor yourself? How do you prepare? Preparation is such a big thing for Mm -hmm. confidence. Uh, But if we are struggling, then you go back to the basics. Well, how much did I practice today? Well, how much did I spend with God today? How, when, how much was I praying? How much was I reading his word? Was I armoring myself against the enemy? You look at an enemy or like an opponent when you're playing the sport, you actually, you, especially like college and pro, you will be, you scout out the players. Like you said, you scouted out, like, this is her strengths. You know, this is where we can beat her. If we're not prepared for the lies of the enemy and know his tactics and know all that, well, then it's just going to start to beat us up. And then we end up self-sabotaging ourselves because, and, and we, and we become less confident, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like my confidence is in Christ. Mm. My ability as an athlete and the gifts that I have that God has given me, if, if I don't remember, like, man, God has blessed me with, you know, this athletic ability worked extremely hard. And, and, and if I think like, that's all that he's blessed me with, then, then I'm missing something because at the end of the day, you know, if everything was taken from us, you know, all the joy, all, you know, all the things that brought us joy, all the things you know, the sport, I cannot play and I cannot, it is very humbling. (laughs) I want to go do more things, but physically right now, my body is not cooperating the way I want it to. But we have to realize like, if everything was taken away, like 
who, what are you left with? And that's where like, wow, the, like Christ mm-hmm. and that I am known, I am loved, I am worthy and that he, he will never leave me. And so we can, it's so easy to get caught up in performance and what the world shows and and like it's flashing all these amazing things at you but then it's like you look at where jesus was tempted you know right after he was baptized and he goes and he gets tempted by the devil and all these things this is what you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get but he's like no for it is written like every anytime the devil tried to basically deceive lie all that stuff he combated it he knew the devil's tactics and he combated it with truth with scripture Mm. and so to me in this idea of confidence if i am going to go out and you know pursue new passions you know I, i after soccer my identity i'd placed so much in the sport i'm like what am i good at now and you just got to go back to the basics and like do the small things that will build me up. You know, now I'm a massage therapist looking to do more with strength coach, doing mentorship and speaking. It's like everything, all the struggles and everything we went through, that is actually what's building us for something bigger. And so I know that was kind of long-winded, <laughs> but th- there's, there's just so much where my heart aches for people and seeing like you know when others are like how we can see so much in other people but then fail to see that in ourselves and i was just like that's that's just like the tactics of the the lies that will brew in us and so getting a good um good community around you but also knowing like who you are and whose you are and, and, and falling back into truth, but you've got to dive into the word. And it is not easy all the time. Sometimes it's like you don't want to, but just like a sport. Some days you don't want to go run the fitness test. Like how many times do you want to, but you know that this is what's going to make you better. This is where you're going to be prepared. This is where, and it becomes like this, this fun game it's like it's you're ready for battle and that's what is so exciting about when you do fill your mind when you listen to podcasts like this when you when you go read good books but not just the self-help because that's on your own reliance but you dive to something deeper into that confidence of christ and then you just get fired up like oh like right now i'm getting fired up like like you you forget you forget and you who you may have been, but it's, it's never left you. It's just, you've got to pull, you've got to find that and you've got to build on that. Yeah, no, I love just the parallels that you drew. And I think it, it, it speaks into the, just the language that our audience can, can relate to um, because they're, you know, primarily athletes, former athletes, people who love sports um, is yeah, we have, we are body and soul, like as human beings, that would it, that's what it is to be a human being. And so what we do to our bodies affects our souls. And what we do to our souls affects our bodies. And within that is, is our, our mind. But just like you said, if we, if we want to become a better soccer player, we're going to go out, you know, it's like if you, in your off season, like you have to go out and you have to work out, you have to lift, you have to run, you have to do, you know, drills, whatever, for whatever sport, so that you're prepared to enter into your season, to enter into tryouts, to enter into preseason, whatever it is. I mean, the same is true, but even even more important sense with our spiritual life. You know, we can't just expect to have perfect discernment or um, just like a perfect relationship with God uh, without really spending time day to day working at it. Um, putting in time for, for, like you said, prayer, putting in time for the sacraments, putting in time for scripture, reading good books, surrounding yourself with good people. All of these things are things that we can be doing um, in order to, in a certain sense, like grow in our confidence in our relationship with the Lord, um, grow in our 
but but it's almost like confidence in the relationship with the Lord is almost <laughs> parallel to our degree of surrender. I've just come to mm-hmm. learn, like you said, you know, that scripture with just accepting our weakness. That's that's actually my favorite scripture, and I hate weakness. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the it's the it's the athlete in me. But I would say my spiritual journey has just been a, a deeper realization of how weak I am. But that's not a bad thing because it's. It's how much I need a savior, how much I need God, and how much I can really lean into Him um, to be my source of strength. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you gave some practicals um, just as we kind of you know shift into to wrapping this up. You gave you know the practicals of reading scripture, um, of you know reading good books, surrounding yourself with good people, um, but just any other practicals like we have you know athletes listening who maybe are in that place where they're like, yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence. I want to grow in confidence. Um, what are some practicals that, that we can offer them to really begin this journey of, of yeah, building self-confidence? Um, but I don't even want to say building, I don't want to say building self-confidence. I want to say building confidence, right? Because uh-huh. um, it's almost like building our confidence in the Lord, like in our identity in the Lord, if you will. And then that I would say leads to true self-confidence. Um, yeah. And, and right away when you said that, just some practicals, I mean, an immediate image and time popped in my head and it goes back to the soccer field and, or your respective sport. But in a game, when I messed up or something happened and I, maybe I wasn't connecting passes and I started to lose I'm like, oh, I started to get frustrated and that started to, you know, and then I started thinking about like, oh man, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I, so basically there's times that you just get so in your head and on the field, I don't remember who it was, what coach or what teammate said, Britt, connect, connect the next pass, connect the next pass, connect the next, like literally just five yards, just connect a pass you start building confidence when, okay, I connect a pass. I did, okay, boom. I did something small, a small task. So mm-hmm. if it relates onto your prayer life or to, you know, building confidence in your job or building, you know, building, but just finding and diving back into that. It's like I said, it's already in you. It just needs to come out. So for one is go back to the basics, connect the small pass, take five minutes of prayer you know, dive into that. Um, I think a lot of that will then help build that positive self-talk that Mm. those words of affirmation, I know that's been something, you know, I've I've read a lot of self-help stuff. And so, and a lot of that has been helpful, has been, has been extremely helpful in the sense that, okay, I'm going to, you know, these, I'm, I'm going to speak truth into, you know, how I'm, how I'm thinking about myself, uh, the things that I'm doing. And so if you start with the small things, then you take captive the thoughts and the, the, the lies that, you know, may be coming. And then, um, totally lost my train of thought, brain concussions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally, I mean, okay, but I have been going uh, back into the small things for myself, you know, coming out of, I haven't played in in a few years and all the work and the training that I put in to soccer and all of that, I have, my body feels it's, I'm going to say it's healing (laughs) versus Mm -hmm. I'm very broken. Okay. But even changing that, like I'm healing and I'm going to find ways to get better versus like I'm broken I'm hurting my stupid knee, my stupid mm-hmm. foot. That I used to talk like that and even sometimes catch myself. So if we do fall into and we start to self-sabotage and shame, and how is that serving us? Mm-hmm. It's not. And I, I t- and I know that, that those lies come in. But another thing is when you have people that help speak truth into your life, that renounce the lies. I've mm-hmm. had roommates... My boyfriend, when you have and you say something, one of my roommates a couple of years ago was like, Brittany, I'm glad you said that because that's not true. I'm glad you said that out loud because that's not true. 
And then they, they helped change my thinking. So confidence comes from renouncing those lies and Mm -hmm. speaking into it. Another thing, another thing that I have noticed, and maybe like every other person may notice this, but when I am playing well and I'm, I'm, you know, practicing, I've prepared and I go out and I go to perform, I can kind of walk around like I got a little swag to my stuff. <laughs> like when I go work out, when I go on a, like, let's just say a workout, a run. Um, first of all, how much exercising helps <laughs> the psychological, the serotonin building that up. So exercising, maybe even go for a walk mm-hmm. for a gratitude walk. But when I go and do that, we talked a little bit about this, you know, we've been talking about this is body language. Mm-hmm. If I go out and, I, and I'm confident, quote unquote, like y- you walk a little higher, you've, your chest is out, you walk with your head up, what that body language actually does to the, the psychological, the sociological, the, like what it does to your brain and, and to your attitude is insane. And I'm not, I'm not a sports psychologist, but there's actually like chemicals in the body that change. Mm-hmm. And so after you, you know, maybe mess up on the field or you're starting to not feel confident in life and even outside of your sport, what happens? Like pay attention. Your shoulders will scrunch down. Your head will go down. You become smaller. And so start to take, like become aware. How are you doing? And when you are feeling sad, but it's amazing when you do do that, how that can continue to bring you down and bring you smaller versus sit up tall, take a deep breath. Like just your physical body and your body language can do so much to help with that. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's a lot of little things that can happen that can help, but just to like recap is um, do the next best thing. Like just complete the next past pray for five minutes, go for a walk, go on gratitude walks, um, pay attention to your body language, pay attention to the words that you are listening to and that you're telling yourself. And if you are having thoughts and things that are not, you realize are not making you feel good and you're going down this what, hamster wheel, this bad spiral, speak it out to a close friend, someone that you, like, that you trust speak it out, you know, go to a priest, go to a spiritual director, go to someone who it's like, these are like, oh, this is, I'm not, and speak, renounce those lies and then speak truth into it. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, just like, know that confidence in, in yourself, in your abilities and your strengths, like I said, you can control what you can control, your work ethic, your attitude, how you respond. Those are all things that you can take ownership of of what you eat that's a whole nother topic <laughs> what you eat what you put in your body it's not about body image and all that i mean they're, i mean i know but they're actually like sugars and, and what that will do to, to your brain and how that how how eating a good healthy balanced diet how much that actually mm-hmm. affects your mind <laughs> and built building your confidence but that's not a thing getting enough water sleep I mean, all these things we hear, but realizing like, those are all the things in your control and then everything else, right? Where we are weak, where we feel we fail, where we feel that, like that is, that's a gift because honestly, like that, again, going back to that scripture, like that is where, when we can surrender this, our weaknesses, not to say we don't work on some of the things, but know that like, it's just, it shows our need for a savior and that he does care about us, love us. And in that his grace just pours out onto us. And that is where we find new strength. Like I said, I call it a surrendered strength. Mm -hmm. And to me, I used to go through and I still sometimes will get caught in this but I will start to shame myself Mm. 
for not doing certain things and putting it, if it's all in my control, like you have the power to do everything yourself. Well, what happens when life hits you and you just feel so broken? Yes, there are things that you can build to help with, but ultimately like know that it's okay to ask for help and to know like <laughs> we are broken and we mm -hmm. are sinful creatures and we, but we have this savior. And so when you transform and it's not so much a transformation of confidence in self, but knowing that when you do have this confidence in Christ, who he is and who you are in him, that that just, that is where your confidence can come from. And again, it is not easy training for a sport. Like the, the, the more you train, it becomes easier in the sense that you get faster, you get stronger and it becomes easier. But since when does that get easier? No, that actually means it gets harder because then you've got to push yourself harder mm -hmm. and you, it, it's, it's a constant, it's a con, you know, running, um, lifting all this kind of stuff. It's a constant battle. Um, but to me, it's just like knowing who's what battle you're fighting. Mm. And, and it's bigger. It's bigger than just the sport, your job struggles that you're going with. Um, but know like what angel armies you have on your side mm -hmm. and, and, and Christ. And I think that you can find so much confidence in that because we know who wins and we know where our salvation lies. And so mm. I just want to encourage people who are listening. And if you share this with someone, um, maybe have a conversation with someone or share this podcast, but you, you are enough. Mm. Like you are good as you are in your brokenness and you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Okay. That, that goes back to comparison. Um, and that's what the world wants you that you're never enough. But in this, in this body of Christ, like we all have our own gifts. We all have our own things that, that God wants to use us with. And when we, play to our strengths and the things that we've been gifted with like wow does does that team does that body of christ just become so much stronger versus relying on yourself and so i'm just i'm just grateful sam that and i know you probably have some more something else to like go on with that but i just my heart it aches for people knowing like how sad and how down I've been to know where people might be, but it, it gives me confidence knowing like I'm not in control of this and that the Lord is ultimately the one who draws us out of that and where we can find strength. Hmm. So thanks for just for doing what you're doing and, and you're giving so many people um, and women just like hope and realize they're not in this alone. And we're all going through this. We're all going through this, but but uh, just find confidence <laughs> mm. in Christ. Mm. My gosh, I feel so fired up. I'm like, yep, amen, mm -hmm. amen. And you know, it's it, thank you, thank you for just being a gift to to me and to our listeners and and your your advice, um, your rawness, your vulnerability, the things that you've learned. Um, you know, it's like for everything you said, I like had a follow up comment, but I think what it what it comes down to, this really struck me while you're talking. Fierce is about helping women realize their true identity and their true femininity, and identity as daughters of God, but also femininity. And it's interesting as you were talking, there's this theme of openness in all of your pieces of advice. There was this theme of almost remaining open. And it's, it's interesting because the word female in the original Hebrew um, was nekeva, which means openness. Um, and it just speaks into our bodies as women. It speaks into our nature, remaining open, being willing to receive the other. And Eve's original sin went against her nature in that she closed herself off from God. She chose not to listen to God, to believe in God's love for her, and as a result, sinned and fell. 
And so our whole journey as women is, is back to this place of openness to God and openness to ourselves. And, you know, as you were talking about like our body language, for example, like when we fail, it's like we want to, in a game, we want to shrug our shoulders and put our head down. And that speaks into almost closing our bodies off from the game, from others, from God. But when we pick our shoulders up, right, when we keep our head high, yes, our testosterone goes up, which is our strength hormone. Our cortisol actually goes down, which is our stress hormone. But it's significant of almost this openness to God. Like I think about even in prayer, like our body speaks a language. Are we head down, shameful, not looking at our Lord? Or are we like head up, kneeling, open, confident, trying to receive from him like who we are? And, um, you know, I think that speaks into, yeah, just everything, our language, or, you know, are we open, um, are we becoming like closed off to God and believing lies about ourselves or are we opening ourselves up to God? And with every lie, I mean, I just heard a homily this, this past week I was leading a retreat and the priest gave this awesome homily. He was talking about these lies we believe about ourselves. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty. I'm not worthy of love. And he said, with every lie, go to our Lord and ask him, what is the truth here? I mean, confidence is based off truth, right? What is the truth here? And like you said, renouncing, what that means is you name the lie and just say it's not true. And you can say in the name of Jesus, like how you practically do that, you say in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I am not good enough. I bind it and I send it to the foot of the cross. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of self-hatred. I bind it, set at the foot of the cross. You know, you just, it's, it's an exercise we can do and there's a spiritual reality to it, but it's just something practical that you can do with somebody else. You can do for yourself um, just out loud. And that's just been a huge growth factor. But for me and a source of healing for me, but ultimately it speaks into remaining open. I don't know. That just, as you were concluding, I was just like, it's about that openness. It's about realizing our identity and our femininity. I love it. And I honestly, because there's sometimes, especially like as an athlete, I'm like, oh, I'm tough. I'm going to push through it. And I get angry. Like I can do it. In, instead of like the beauty of being a woman too, is just like you said, receiving and, and receiving help and, and knowing like, man, we have a father that loves us. And, and I think just two more things, the, the words of affirmation and, um, listen to a lot of Christian music and I, I have a lot of different music I listen to, but we have to pay attention to what we're listening to mm. TV music because subconsciously we may not even realize what's going on. And when we're listening to that, but last night, you know, just going through in prayer um, two nights ago, I went and just sat in the chapel um, trying to find silence. I sometimes get very, like, there's just too many distractions. So I went in the chapel and just for an hour, hour and a half and almost fell asleep in there at night. Um, just like taking this to the foot of the cross. And, and last night, uh, we, I live with three other girls, but we had a, we led a praise and worship night about 10, 12 people came have all the song sheets and you know I, I know all the songs and all this and it came to this song by i think it's lauren daigle but it's like here's my heart lord speak what is true and when you were saying that like last night that song just like hit me is and on the back and like background of my phone i have from this from this song canvas and clay when i doubt it lord remind me i'm wonderfully made and on my wind, on my windows, on my wa- on my mirrors, you know, having these truths, and so sometimes we can um, close off, and we want to hide, and we want to, but we need to remind ourselves and and put those words in front of us, listen and speak those truths. So that song, oh my gosh, it just hit me so hard. Here's my heart, Lord. Like, speak what is true. And you know my heart, you see my heart, you know how fierce and intense and passionate I am, but I'm hiding because of all of my trauma, brokenness, wounds of the past. And when that's, and when that comes back up, how we can 
tend to, we feel shameful in the garden. They hid, they covered themselves. They, they were afraid and they hid. And it's just in that shame that built up, but God never wanted that for us. And so when we reveal our hearts, Lord, reveal my heart to me, Lord, speak what is true. And, and that is again where you're going to find that confidence. And sometimes you need to sit in it for a bit, but realizing like it is a gift to be able to have that and to receive. And I love what you said about closing ourselves off um, because that body language, I, I, I literally noticed that about myself last night and, and what happens. And so go back and basically go back to what you learned <laughs> what helped you to become confident in the first place, but, but go deeper into, into knowing that you're not alone in that. And Christ is with you all along. Amen. Amen. And yeah, just thank you. Thank you for that. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. And, you know, Britt, Britt said this earlier, and I just want to reiterate it. Um, you are enough. Um. I, I harp on that all the time, having that statement. When you start spiraling, start hunching your shoulders, start that negative self-talk, pick a statement. Mine's you are enough. And it just, or I am enough. It just snaps me back to the reality of who I am as a daughter of God. And that's how we see you. Um, that's why we <laughs> produce podcasts like this, because we have struggled um, you know, we're speaking into what we've learned, but it's only because both Britt and myself have, have been in dark places, have struggled with our own self-confidence, have struggled with our own identity, um, our own femininity. And, you know, we desire um, to share these nuggets with you because ultimately we love you. Um, we believe in you. We see you as, as daughters of God and um, all of the beautiful um, yeah, images and mirrors of him that you embody um, through your athletic talents, through how you look, through your other gifts, uh, through your personality, through your quirks, all these things. Like you are, you are a gift and, and you are enough. And, and we pray that, um, yeah, this podcast just would help heal. It's, I mean, this conversation's helped heal my heart and helped me realize things I want to pray with deeper. Um, so thank you, Britt, just for being here, um, for being a part of this, um, not only this, this podcast, but this, this movement. Um, mm -hmm. just, no, thank yeah, you. I, I, it's been such a gift. And I think the biggest thing is just, just be, true to who you are and like we don't have to put on this facade of who we think we need to be like confidence comes in inside of us and like like we are capable and of so much and worthy of so much but we hide and so let that open up and reveal your hearts and and you every time we've talked has been this I get fired up. I mean, we've got <laughs> we have the intensity. We get fired up and we, but we are like get vulnerable and we realize like through our pain, through our past mistakes or whatever it may be, that is where um, there is, God is, is working through us, is working through others. And so to be able to do this and, and be a part of this with you. And I can't wait to see all the people, um, that join in and then through this build this confidence within and go out and help others. And so it is just this community. I just mm -hmm. love this community that, that you have created and that I get to be a part of and, and share with others. So mm -hmm. yeah, to the, to everyone listening, like, yeah, it's a gift. This is right here is a gift. So, um, walk in it because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Amen. And again, I, I know I speak for myself and I'm sure Britt here, we're here for you. Um, if you want to talk to either of us, um, want to be mentored by either of us, want to just dive into any of this stuff deeper, maybe some realizations you've had. Um, yeah. Reach out to us. Um, uh, you can just 
just email info at fierceathlete.org. I'll forward anything to Britt. Um, or you could follow her on her social media or Britt, if you want, I can share any contact information um, in our show notes. But um, yeah, you're mm-hmm. not alone. You're not alone in this. We've been there. Uh, we're still there. Um, we're here for you and we love you. And just know of our prayers for you. Um, again, thank you for just taking the time time to listen. Um, if this has struck your heart in any way, please um, just feel free to leave us a review. Please feel free to share this with your friends. Um, share this with others. Allow it to be a conversation starter. Um, share it with your teammates. Um, and again, let us know if there's, there's anything at all uh, that we can be doing for you. So thanks everybody for listening. Thanks Britt for being here and we will talk soon. Play fierce. Pray fierce. Live fierce.